0: Hi, Kiki.
1: Hello, Vikram. Can you hear me?
2: Yes, Kiki, how are you?
1: I'm good, thank you. Just going to change my name here.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But you're you're before time.
1: (laughs) Let's see here. Oh, good. It's external. Okay, good.
2: But Kiki, we've gone live online now. Although you are before time, now we started, we started before time. I'm sorry, we started before time We're live on YouTube right now. So, mm-hmm. oh, to- okay,
1: wonderful. Thank you.
2: So, so, well, the whole idea is that it's an informal conversation. Whenever the person walks in, that's the time it starts. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, let's How go. You? How are you? I'm well. I'm well. Um, I have been up a very long time, and um, have had a good morning so far. So, and, and let me ask, how are you? I know that that uh, things in India are um, really challenging right now with the virus, and there's a, a lot of suffering happening.
2: I know you hear some very bad stories happening. And for me, maybe it's like wearing blinders and living life, but I am actually not reading the news. But you do get these messages of people that you know, and the issues issues that they're facing. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. Look, I don't know whether you can blame anyone. It's just that it is a pandemic. No one can be prepared for a pandemic for sure.
1: Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And I understand um, being. Conservative with your news consumption, and because right. it can it can really begin to affect your state of mind and your outlook, not only on the world but on your on your own life. So I think yeah. that that's being judicious is is wise, yeah. um, and yeah. Uh, yeah. doing what you can for others. Yeah. I I think that the pandemic has really revealed the holes in in the, in our systems. And um, here in the US, we have, um, you know, we last year was really bad on a lot of different fronts, but um, we see the holes in our medical system, not only in regards to, um, you know, we weren't prepared for this pandemic, but also um, that that treatment is not equal.
2: Yeah, I think that aspect of First of all, the general disparity of income in the world. And then when it comes down to healthcare, which is definitely an issue, it's it's going to be an issue for a lot of, I mean, for us, I think it's going to be an issue for quite some time. It's not something yeah. which is going to get solved immediately. But the worst part, I'll tell you, the worst part that came out from this was the way some people started taking advantage of the situation. I, I mean, we, here we're not talking about the, I mean, okay, government, you can keep blaming. These are individuals who are selling oxygen at... 20 times the price. Oh. This, I mean, they're selling fake medicines. I mean, it tells you about oh, human nature. I mean, what are we doing? I mean, are you really human, first of all? Are you really human? To take yeah. advantage of someone who's dying and you tell them, look, it's going to be 20 times the price or so just get lost. So That's- the worst... The worst of yeah.
1: The worst. It brings out the worst, and 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 I I I, I start to wonder like what what kind of survival mode is that person in, and what what you know we we say what happened to that person, what happened to that person in their lives to lead them to do something like that. I do. I
2: do. what I started thinking about it was from the perspective that this is an individual who's part of a society. So where have we gone wrong in developing a society where an individual needs to do this? So this materialistic society that we've developed, the fact of money being that important that you have to accumulate wealth. Why are you accumulating wealth? What are the reasons for that? I mean, we have to get into those factors also. So that's why I I don't go totally behind the individual. Yes, it is an issue. I'm not saying there's not you can forgive an issue for an individual, but why is he doing it? Have to we have to go further into that.
1: Yeah, why is he why is he doing it? And you know, I think I think about uh the class that I that I'm at the that I just taught this semester, and part of it is uh trauma-based, you know, trauma, trauma-informed mediation, and, and the latter is focused on high conflict personalities and and one of the things that that I'm I'm not sure if it's if it's um, in India right now, but we change the question from "What's wrong with you?" to "What has happened to you?" Mm-hmm. and and it kind of you know I think it speaks to our job as as mediators and conflict resolution and con- conflict navigation specialists. It changes our lens. Um, I believe it it focuses on. Um, actually i think it has a way of humanizing the person because we we begin to imagine that person as a as a child and what happened in that child's life and what happened yeah. you know in the adolescence and what even happened in early adulthood to cause these behaviors yeah. and um it you know it just really begins to shift your orientation it doesn't mean that what they're doing is any less wrong i just think it. You know, especially when we're in the middle of a, you know, we're trying to mediate a conflict instead of going, oh my gosh, what is, what is wrong with this person? Why can't they seem to process anything? Why are they, why are they doing this? Because, you know, as mediators, it's, you know, these things run through our mind. We have the duty in Florida um, as mediators to be impartial. We have to uh, uh, appear impartial. But as we know, the way that the brain works, you know, is there impartiality? And so um, I think t- shifting, shifting that perspective, um, I know for me has, has helped. No, yeah.
2: well, I think you need to do that. I think you need to do that because like I said, there's so many factors working around an individual to just pinpoint on one action and say, okay, I'll, I'll isolate this action. And then I'll only start questioning this action and start looking at it. You will never get the entire picture. So I think we need to be able to take the larger picture in and not, of course, the biases should not come in. All those things should not come into your mind and just take it objectively. And also think of that person being part of a much larger, he's part of a society, he's part of a lot of other things. And where does he fit in? What comes from there? A lot of factors are playing in an individual's life.
1: Right, right. So it's part of a part of a larger system. Yeah. Part of a larger, yeah. Part of a larger society. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because,
2: because it's very easy to actually pinpoint things on an individual and say, okay, that individual is like that, because you don't want to question society which you are part of, because you think that you, from your side, are the best and everyone else is the worst and <laughs> not realizing that you are part of the problem you you might not be the problem but you're part of it
1: <laughs> yeah 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 but tell me it, but tell
2: me something but okay but but now you you this is what how early is it now it's it eight, it's eight, eight o'clock what time is it
1: it is eight oh one
2: okay so you're a early riser that's what you are.
1: I I, I am um, largely, I do my best thinking in the morning. And so I was delighted that that you said, hey, how about 5.30 <laughs> IST? I was like, that works for me. That works for me.
2: But that means you've gone through your yoga round. Yoga's done? I'm yoga, sorry? Yoga for the day is done?
1: Um, I, I did, uh, I I'm, I think if I'm at, hearing you correctly, I did yoga in the morning. I did I, I meditated this morning and did my yoga. And um, sometimes I do yoga in the um, in the in the sleepy time of the day, around 3 p.m. Wow.
2: Okay, yeah. No, I think that's a I think that's a very good thing. This yoga, I think, is something that of course we say that India has given it to the world. Whoever's given it to the world, but it should be practiced. I think it's a excellent yeah, you thing. know.
1: And I, I think about I think about uh, the debt of gratitude we have to to India for giving us so much. Uh, it, I think about my whole life trajectory and what it would have looked like had those practices never been brought to the U.S. by folks like BKS Iyengar and and uh, Patabi Joyce and, and um, all the other wonderful teachers. It's and you know this is the thing. You know, I I, I trained at a at a, a traditional place um, that actually had been an ashram. Um, it the guru uh, was Swami Kripalu, and um, Amrit Desai was from India, and so it was a it was it was ensconced. It was entrenched in in traditional um, traditional philosophy and then I then I kind of see what what has happened in the last 25 years to the practice in the United States. And uh, it's kind of comical if you think about it. You know, what has what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> leave it to America to make <laughs> yoga sexy. Okay
2: okay, maybe they had to market it that way. That was the only way they could get it out, maybe. I'm
1: thinking. I'm thinking this, is, this is the only way we're gonna get some type A personalities into this class. First we gotta focus on the clothing and um gotta make it look good. And then then we've gotta, you know, play some, you know, pop music and um make make the make the yoga instructors real buff. But um but but nevertheless, there has been kind of a backlash here. Um, in regards to that, and um, there's a wonderful uh, association called Yoga International, and they have been around for many, many years, and are are uh, very much about the the traditions, and have put forth uh, body positive um, messaging and a whole array of different of different traditions, and have. Uh, classes focusing on philosophy and they have brought um, teachers in from India um, to showcase their talents and um, so one step at a time. Yeah. But there's hope in Yoga yeah. in International. Well, you know, the way I look at it is that
2: There are so so many things that we are brought up with, the kinds of conversations you hear and a lot of maybe, I mean, let's not say knowledge as such, but just basics of going about life, which I think by themselves are something which when people other parts of the world hear, by themselves, those are good things to hear and they actually i mean whatever you imbibe you do but i think that itself just the basics are good enough to a lot of parts of the world because maybe those societies have developed in a very individualistic manner and their whole outlook is like that so the, so this aspect does in some way clicks with people quite easily
1: right and you know you bring up an interesting point about um in the us um, you know especially having developed in an individualistic way. Um, we're not a collectivist society. We don't, you know, there are those of us who do think about the whole and how are how are our actions going to affect the collective? And when we make decisions, we ba- we base our decisions on those that will affect the collective good. Um, you know, so there's a there's a there's there are certain of, of us who have that, but then there's this pervasive individualistic tendency that I find off-putting. And so I I tend to think that those of us who have more of a collective tendency in the United States are more like outliers. But then I think about the wonderful demographic shifts that we see happening in the United States. We have um, many people from around the world who do come from collectivist, uh, collectivist cultures. And I love to see the fact that there's more of an emphasis on family and then that there are family units who are living together. Uh, and, um, you know, my dad bought the, the structure that I'm standing in because he wanted us all to live together, you know, which is odd in the US, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, so at one point there were um, my parents and my sister and her husband and the kids and my grandmother all living here. Very nice. Yes, and so we're we're a little bit different, but um, you know I, I just I believe that that's another aspect of of India that is so beautiful that that well, the whole, the whole is thought of when decisions but, are made.
2: but that is that is changing, Kiki. It's not the oh, same anymore, yes, yes, definitely. Uh, are we rubbing off on you? Exactly. you have <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> but obviously, the kind of our kids watch the same movies that you watch and the same those movies and those serials. <laughs> They get look that is all that also influences society. If you are put programming something into their system when they're young, it is going to affect them. And then they hear a lot of things. Okay, this is the way they do it in America. That's like standard. This is the way they do it in America. Come That's let's ask them first. Are they all right with it?
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. But you're so right about that. That early childhood programming. That those those early messages that um, that that move into the child's brain and they say that by the age of five that um, biases and um, firmly entrenched stereotypes about gender and class are, are are in there by the age of five at a time before children are really able to issue certain ideas push them away and I can imagine that seeing all the the different kinds of programming from the US would really, you know, in some ways, I don't know, you know, if you see this happening, but cause a little cognitive dissonance in the child. You know, I'm seeing this from the US and that you're uh, maybe like familial familial conflict, right? This is the way we're doing this. And then you're like, but I saw on, (laughs) you know, this show that, you know, this is the way that they're doing it. So why can't we?
2: Exactly. So that's how. How do you explain to them that why don't you check with them that ha- are they looking at it differently now? Because look, I tell you what. What we see, or you would also notice that that what Hollywood sends out is a different world sending out a signal a message B- between themselves. They've decided what the message is, but across the country is not going to be the same people have different thought processes they are going to be different so why don't why don't we look at that part we don't get to look at that part which we know any country i think india also what you know of india is what you see wherever you whatever programming that you see on india there is a whole country there which obviously i also haven't seen i mean 1.3 billion people <laughs> to be able to say that there is a generalization there I think it's wrong for us to do it for the U S or for anyone else to do it about India. I think we we go wrong there. The the quick generalizations we want to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Generalizations are dangerous, aren't they? Yeah. 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 I think about, I think about like the, um, I'm a, I'm a, a really big Bollywood fan. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think about, uh, I, I, a goober. I'm a goober. Um, I just, I, I do, there's one of my favorite, um, uh, directors, I think his name is pronounced Ashutosh Goarikar. goarikar yeah. Yeah, and Gowarikar. and um, the the messages in the films about you know who people are and what we're supposed to do and and proceed and um, it, in I, I do have a funny story about that. Um, there was a a movie, and I can't remember if it was him who directed it. But it was it you know had a had a what we refer to as an A-list one of the A-list actors. Um, she's been in a number of things, and it was a movie about her being in love with an actor, and her parents bringing her together with this very nice person who was a lawyer and she was unable to let go of the actor and so this wonderful man who she had actually married brought her to see the actor and she figured out that this guy this actor was kind of a flake and that the the lawyer guy was the good one and i'm gonna tell you something really interesting about that two weeks before i really noticed my husband in law school i had watched that movie and I said to myself, I'm going to find that guy. I'm going to find that lawyer. I'm going to find that good man. Because I had had like a a long history of dating, you know, some, the actor types. And I said, you know, sure enough, I'm going to find him. And would you believe it? I did. And so that goes back to your point about the messaging and You know, oddly enough, this was a light Bollywood film, but it really impacted my life because it gave me an archetype of a man that I don't think that I had seen in American programming. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And so, you know, I I, I just think that goes back to your idea about the power of messaging. and, And, you know, even back to the start of our conversation about the power of what is coming into our minds and how it's influencing really everything that's going on up here um so yeah i had no idea that we would be able to loop back to that but not it's bad. the beauty of this talk.
2: <laughs> exactly. That's the way that's supposed to be. No, but I'm just thinking that 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 so much influence. I mean, you can actually look at things from a different perspective just by watching a movie. It can change the way you think of things. It's amazing how much, how strong. i do one thing that I've always had a problem with, which is Hollywood. And of course, um, Bollywood has also reached that level, is the fact that the way alcohol has been promoted in movies right from the time of those black and white movies, as if it was something something that is, you have to do it at every point of time, every step, there has to be some alcohol involved. And that programming is something which is so, it's like, it goes into the subconscious somewhere, maybe. So that I think is an issue.
1: (laughs) I think so too. It creates a destructive norm. And I was, you know, we see it. In fact, I'm going to tell a story about that because this happened to me while I was watching, it was a, uh, it's a, 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 an acorn um, production out of New Zealand that I was watching the other day. And it was, a, it was a, a murder mystery, but it was like one of the benign murder mysteries like Agatha Christie, you know, with the light murder. And um, it took place at a winery and they were drinking what looked like the, the most beautiful Chardonnay. Mm-hmm. And Vikram, I was at the target the next day in the Chardonnay section (laughs) and I was like, I gotta get myself some Chardonnay and, and, you know, and, and I, and so it brings up a very, very important point about um, those kinds of destructive behaviors that we're creating norms for in, in, in movies. And, and in fact, I had just had a conversation with my legal studies students about the prevalence of alcohol abuse in the lawyer community here. Mm-hmm. Um, Twenty-one to thirty-six percent of lawyers uh, qualify as problem drinkers in the United States. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's you know, I have the occasional drink, but it really you bring up a great point. What other what other things are you seeing in 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 film that
2: Look, I, I'm actually someone who doesn't really watch too much movies, so many movies. Okay. For me, I would rather have conversations with people. The I actually do more of that. I have actually, that's what I've done throughout. I, I've learned from people. I don't read books. I just have, so the people teach you so much because they've I mean, they've read so much, they've seen so much. And in that conversation, you're picking up the essence, essence of their life. And right. that's, that's, so I don't watch too many movies, but I actually have these issues when I watch movies because I'm looking at something totally different. I'm looking at the messaging that's going out. You, everyone is looking at the plot, maybe. <laughs> I'm looking at these messages which are going out. And I really feel that how, do they get, how have they done this for years that it has gone into people's psyche that celebrations have to happen with a champagne bottle opening. That is what a celebration means. So, and I mean, that's one example. The other is how a ring, a diamond is going to, that love is to be expressed with a diamond. I mean, these are messaging, which is going out, which is what people pick up and they have to do it then.
1: It's so, it's so very true. And um, I, I, if you're not, um of of the mindset that you know I'm going to do it my way you're very very affected. By the way, what you're seeing in the background is the sun. Okay. <laughs> the sun coming through the window. Um just for anybody who is watching is like what is going on with the lighting in there? The sun's coming.
2: The sun's it's very coming. nice. At least you're getting the sun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, you're 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 absolutely right. Uh those those things that create I think issues in our lives if we don't get them. We think, you know, uh, weddings have to be a certain way. The diamond has to be there. My career has to look a certain way. And I think that I don't know about in India, but I think in the, in, I, that what I've seen in the U S is that those kinds of expectations not only cause conflict um, because, you know, not everybody can, can afford a, you know, massive wedding and a diamond and, in, in you know a house, let alone you know a, a fancy car and all those things. But I think that they begin to cause um, shame in those okay. who can't have those things and feelings of less than and maybe some some depression. And you know, w- who am I if I can, you know, if I can't own a home. Exactly. Who,
2: exactly. Yeah. yeah. You've put you put out something so you put something out and this is the standard. This is what you have to be. If you're not this, there is an issue with you somewhere. So a person, there is a lot of pressure on people like that. I mean, this is something which, and you can't do anything about it because that's the way an industry is functioning. And the messaging that they put out goes around the world. I mean, imagine what the the audience that you have, the kind of audience that you have. And I mean, you can actually influence society. You can actually influence society with that messaging.
1: Absolutely. I think that our society is continually influenced by um, the messaging, not only in movies, but in commercials, um, yeah. overall programming. Um, one of the things that I've noticed here in the in the US, and it could be just that. Because I, we don't actually have cable, we have like a, what they call a Roku box. I don't know if you guys have those no. there, but the, the Roku box allows us to um, have access to streaming channels. And um, yeah, okay. that's how you become a junkie. It's the yeah. it's the entry drug entry drug into um streaming addiction. And so we have commercials on certain of these platforms. And what I've been very happy to see is that they're showing different people. It, you know, at one point in our our programming, it was just a bunch of white people. I mean, how boring is that? And um, you know, we're seeing um brown and black people being featured in commercials brown and black people you know uh, like doing things that you would only see traditionally you know maybe even 20 years ago white people being featured as doing and you know i think about the how destructive those messages were and how those influenced um, society and influenced the minds of people and how that those messages created cognitive biases um, and it, that which led to bad hiring decisions, you know, which led to, you know, maybe black and brown people not getting mortgages, and, and things like that. And, you know, so I talk about this stuff with my students in class. And I know these aren't always comfortable um, discussions, I talk freely about race. Um, yeah, so yeah. I hope I'm not offending. But yeah, I, I it's, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting to me how you know, it, it, in, in some ways, if you are if you are a consumer of these of these um, commercials and um, movies and television shows, uh, you're right. I go back to what you said about being judicious and Vikram. I applaud you for not watching much and engaging in conversation and, and hearing stories right from yeah. right from a person's uh, lips instead of being so, in, you know, influenced by by Sentiment. all of that.
2: Actually, what, because with the individual, first of all, you have to, so uh, I heard you speaking when you were at the hour, I heard you speaking. So you identify this person is a good person and what their thoughts will be good thoughts. So if you have a person like that, then definitely whatever their larger experiences in life and what they'll tell you about is actually going to be something which you will relate to. And you're on the kind of the, the same wavelength kind of thing. So it's not everyone. Same thing that I, I tell people about books also. Now, it is so easy for you to pick up a book. It's actually you've got a person into your house, which you know nothing about. What is that person going to tell you? How it's going to influence you? You have no idea. You've just got a stranger into your house and into your mind. The worst part is into your mind. You you have to be very careful who's giving you what they're giving you. So with an individual, you can gauge at any point of time and you can say, okay, no, this is not the kind of person that I want to talk to. And you can walk off. But with that book, you don't know what's going to happen. You're into the book and you're getting messaging, subtle messaging is going there somewhere inside. So there's a lot of factors of messaging that you get through and you have to be careful.
1: Absolutely. I love that what you said about um, inviting Um, people into your house. We've got a lot. I'm a book junkie. And so um, I've got a lot of people living here um, that I did not interview prior to bringing home. And (laughs) and so, yeah, and I I think that that's where the um, being being judicious about what you believe and what you um, what you absorb and what you really want to take in, you know, is this good for me? Is it, is it not, is it going to be a fit? Um, And, you know, I, I love books. I think that there is so much knowledge to be gained and I've benefited from um, my privilege of, of being able to have books from the time I was a little girl. I, and having said that, I will tell you that there, there have been certain things that have come into my sphere that I have accepted as truth. Um, that later on, you know, in my, my evolution as a person, I've just said, wow, I'm, I'm really surprised that I believed that at that time in my life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're absolutely right.
2: No, I think from the book, book example, the fact is that when you pick, you pick up a book, now at some point of time, because there's a cutoff when you have to publish a book, there's a cutoff. That, okay, now the manuscript goes in for publishing. So there's a thought process up till that point. Even a minute later, thoughts change. I mean, the concept of life changes, everything changes. Now, the moment it's gone into publication, it's out there. You do not even know what the author thought about. Did the author change their mind? What did they? So now, if I'm talking to you, if you're telling me something, I can debate it with you. I can discuss it with you. And You might change your mind or you might change my mind. It can happen that way. But it's it's a discussion happening. It's a two-way process. Now, imagine that only one person talks. And the other person is just listening. And the person talks right now and has a conversation with me and has a certain thought process. Now you walk off from there. You have a conversation somewhere else. Your whole thought has changed. So you'll have a different conversation there. I think this is it. What you just told me is it, but not realizing that you've gone there and changed everything. So, so it's an individual to individual. I think that conversation, I like it. I like that better. And also the fact that, look, Kiki, you've written, you've read, I don't know, hundreds, maybe, maybe thousands. I don't know. You've read hundreds of books. Now the essence of those books is what you're going to give me. So why do I need to spend times reading hundreds of books? If I have even 10 people doing it for me, I have thousands of books I've read because you, you can give me the essence of it because those are the things important part what you picked up from there, not whether you yeah. went through the whole story.
1: Yeah, that's, that's so true. I, I see that in the authors that I follow and it's, you know, you read the one book and then they have, they, they experience an evolution. Exactly. And then, then the subsequent book has maybe something a little bit different. Um, And, um, you know, something maybe is tweaked. And, and I'm thinking right now about um, one of my favorite authors uh, by the name of Chris Voss, who was a former FBI hostage negotiator. And, he he wrote a book that I use him in, in one of my classes, and he now has a master class. I don't I'm not sure if you're familiar with the master class program, but it's kind of fun. You get to hear the the authors talk, and I know that when I go to watch that master class, there are going to be certain things that have changed. And so I'm thinking, okay, so I've been like teaching from this book. Just from where he was at that point, as yes, you said. Yes. And now, you know, things are, you know, absolutely. The mind just evolves. Our thoughts on these things evolve. The tools evolve, and um, yeah, it's 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 so it's so interesting. So I guess if the moral of that story is, you got to keep up on things. Exactly. And you know, if you're if you're in academia like me, you've got to just just stay. Re- you know, you have to like keep current. Because things are always going to change. I'll tell
2: you you what happened with me because I did not read books. Now I had to, I had my own theories of life, which I, those kept evolving. So I did not need another book because when I picked up books, I I could, I I mean, I would tell myself, I've already thought this through. I know. I mean, okay. I know what you're talking about and I have maybe processed it further and I have, I have my theory on it. So in that sense, for me, it, it, okay, for people, maybe they're reading it, they might not have had time to think. Maybe I've had a lot of time to think in life. Maybe I gave
1: right, right, right. A, a
2: thought to a lot of things. A lot of people might be involved in so many other things in their life. They don't. Everyone doesn't have time to think. To, to time to think is also a very important time which no one ever thinks about. So,
1: not everybody does have time. To yeah, fa- you know, I mean, exactly. like I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm, sometimes I just don't understand how I got so lucky to be born into the world in the circumstances that I, I was born into. You have to tell us about that. You
2: have to tell us about that. What were the circumstances? Circumstances?
1: (laughs) Well, um, I was um, born in the late sixties to, um, you know, of course my, my parents, my dad was back in the late sixties being college educated here in the United States was a big deal. Mm -hmm. So he had a, he had a bachelor's. My mother was in college and Um, while their relationship was not perfect and at times volatile, which, you know, influenced the way that I developed, um, they, they were, they were, they were thoughtful, um, they were well-spoken, um, they were highly intelligent and in, in regards to the way that I developed, um, with good nutrition, with stable housing, um, with, um, my educational needs being met, you know I, I was set up from the beginning um, for success. Did we have a lot of money? No. But my dad was a writer, you know, we you know, we, we just we just didn't, you know I you know, I, I didn't have a lot of the things that the other kids did, but I did have books. and I did have my dad was a writer, of course, so you know, I, I learned how to write from a very young age. And so all of those little things really, um, you know, brought me to where I am now. And, you know, was it perfect? No. Um, and, you know, I say that I fell into mediation because my household was full of conflict and I wanted to understand it. And I wanted to understand how, why I was the way I was when, when faced with conflict. And so, but, you know, in regards to being set up for success, I would have to say that I'm in like the top 5% of, of of people on the planet who was, you know, I'm just, I never, never lose sight of the fact of how very fortunate I am. And let's make
2: it, um, let's, make it yeah, let's make it 1%. Let's not make it 5%, 1%. 1%,
1: yeah, yeah top 1%. 1%, you know, I'm not wealthy. I'm really, I, I don't, you know, go from-
2: that's what you think you're you're, you're, wealthy enough. <laughs> you're wealthy enough
1: wealthy and yeah i, I have enough exactly. and you know i mean i i was a, i was a my bachelor's degree is in art i was an artist for a number of years and a yoga instructor back you know started my path in yoga in the mid 90s and you know i was living hand to mouth i was living in like little one one room places um with you know no central heat and air and so but I was so very happy exactly, um, That's right. and, and felt so very privileged to be able to have a trajectory in my life and, and do the trainings that I was doing. So, you know, I know what it is to have, you know, like $3 in your checking account and not really know where the next paycheck's going to come from. Um, right now I'm good because I've, I've got a, a, a one-year contract at a university. I don't know what's going to happen next year, but, you know, I've got generational wealth. And so that's something else to think about. You know, I've got like my, you know, my parent, I live in my parents' house. How many people, how many people have the privilege of, of having that? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
2: I mean, and the fact is that this is something that you have to appreciate and value. Yeah. And sometimes you don't, know, we stop valuing what we have. And then you look at the other people or whatever, and you maybe just yourself, put yourself into a negative mindset. When you could, you could be in the same circumstance with the most positive mindset. It's, it's-
1: yes, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it, I, I think about, I think about that and I think about how um, it really is all in perception. Yep. And, uh, you know, it, it's not always easy when you're suffering, maybe when you don't have medical care, um, when you have substandard housing, when you don't have clean water to drink. I mean, those kinds of things can really begin. They affect your whole outlook. They affect the way that you perceive life. I'm, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like people in the U.S. who are very spoiled no. um, and, and who are constantly seeking to have more and more and more. Um, and I think that that's one of the reasons that we have um, such, you know, you know, our lifestyles are not sustainable for the planet. Or, you know, our life size may not even be sustainable for, you know, our, our our incomes or what's to come. So, yeah.
2: But but Kiki, we'll have to go back to the conversation we were having earlier that the fact is you can't even blame people because the programming that has been given to them and that's the way they have to be because that's the way they've been told that you have to be. So, you can't. I mean, it's a matter of just thinking that this is the way to live. And how do you decide what is the way to live? It's because you, someone else tells you what to do, and this is the way it has to be. Gives you an image, like you said, a house. Okay, you have to have a house, and then it has to be this kind. And I have to have those vacations, and I have to have these clothes. All that is being programmed into you. It's not something. <laughs> that's something. It's not that when you were born. This was the way it had to be, because obviously when you go out of the U.S. and you maybe come to India and you see the streets of India and you see people in certain condition, you will say that is also life. People are living like that. And are they happy or not? I see a lot of happy kids on the street. I, I see them happy also. It's not that it's I mean, happiness is something which obviously is not going to be connected to materialism ever. We can, we can mm-hmm. keep telling ourselves that, okay, now if I have that car, it's going to be happening. I was talking to someone about this. There's one particular business group, which, I mean, which has gone really finished. They finished like kind of a bankrupt kind of situation. But the fact was that they picked up a lot of money to develop a township. And they, of, of course, did not build the township, but they siphoned out the money. So I was just talking to someone. they had huge amounts of wealth. They had, I mean, you could not imagine how much money they had picked up. And if they'd done their whole township also, they would have had lots of money. So I was just talking to someone about this. This guy was telling me, and we discussed this, that look, when you compare cars, okay, this car, um, you, I mean, you could have a car. So for 500,000, you could have a car for 50,000. So there's a comparison happening between people. In this case, the comparison was happening on the private jets that they had. That whether it's going to be a five-seater or a seven-seater or a twelve-seater, I mean there is no end to it. And (laughs) again, the same thing. I would say, can you blame the person? He lives in a certain society where that pressures are put on him. He you are not happy because obviously the other guy got a five-seater. I have to get a seven-seater. And you're talking about private jets, you're not talking about cars anymore. So that comparison never ends. And can. That's never- so true. Yeah.
1: You know, and you, you you circled back to a really important point, and one that I'm really happy that you brought up because I was falling into judgment, and and you're right. It is um it is programming in whatever bubble you're riding around in. Yes.
3: yes. Um,
1: I saw that a lot in when I practiced family law, which is in in the states. Uh, family law refers to things like divorce and um you know other. Other associated actions, and there were, there were people who were making modest incomes, um, who, who were, who were always happy, and they were the they were the best clients to work with because, you know, I worked really hard, I tried my best for them, and they were generally happy with what what the outcome was. And, but then there were those who, who had a certain standard of living. And it's, I think it's almost so hard for, for the wealthier um, people to go through that because, you know, when you break an, a household into two parts, obviously something's gonna, you know, have to give. And uh, you know, I'd look, I take a look at the numbers on their financials and I think, how how on earth could they ever be sad or panicked when they have this much this, this this much, and and yet they still did, and so Vikram, you bring up a really good point and and one that I believe is crucial for us to continue, in you know in mediating in representing our clients um, with compassion, knowing that they are just products of where they came from, they're products of their programming and the products of their bubble. Exactly. And so, yeah, that's that's beautiful. Yeah,
2: Because by being judgmental, I think we're actually not being fair on them because that's what they come from, whatever mm-hmm. be the situation. So I think that part of it definitely, but I think we've gone Kiki a little too serious, haven't we?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Tell me more about Florida, because look, for me as a golfer, I I feel Florida is the place to retire for golfers. When I hear oh yeah
1: <laughs> yeah yeah if you don't mind mosquitoes and stuff it's oh. it's really um we have so many golf courses i live in central florida um i actually moved to florida because my father um, got a job at walt disney world he worked for wow. mickey <laughs> wow. and um and so i from the the time i was uh, 14 years old um, through the present I um, go to Disney it's my home it's my second home um, I, I I go there for free I'll just uh, say it. No wonder my...
2: you look so happy you always look yes, happy. Yes yes
1: so mm. Disney has infused my whole being um, and be Disney happy. has some beautiful golf courses and in fact my dad who um, has since unfortunately passed um, was instrumental in uh, developing the Disney golf championship and so he was he was the guy and he wrote he wrote the book that I'm not sure if Disney still publishes it but it was a published book on the Disney the Disney golf history so yeah he was he was a big part of that but yeah our courses here are beautiful it needs to rain right now we're kind of in the middle of a little drought but uh surely you would find any kind of course that you want here Yeah,
2: because I see when I hear about those, these retirement communities, I mean, one community has, I don't know, 50 golf courses or whatever. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, the whole country, our whole country has about 300 (laughs) golf courses out of the only about 150 are private golf courses. And imagine one community having that many, I think that is the place to be for a golfer to retire. That's the place to be.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes, it is. It is. Um, there, there are just so, I mean, I, I can think of just in, in my in my mind, how many golf courses are within a 10 mile proximity of where I'm standing right now. And I start thinking about it, it's just like, oh my gosh, we really do have. And, and, and some of them are private. Some of them are, um, you know, you have to live in the community in order to be able to golf there. But then there are others that um, allow the, the public in and, um, they're very reasonable. Of course, we've got so many that, 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 you know, it's, they have deals. Yeah,
2: definitely. I mean, the numbers that you have is amazing. It's, it's golf world. You didn't take to golf, but did you? Do I golf? Yeah. Did you, you didn't take
1: um, to, no, it to golf? No, although I did. So like, like five miles that way. Um, there's the, um, orange County national, uh, golf course. And my friend was learning how to be a golf trainer. And so my husband was a, as a lifetime golfer. And so we went and they put me on the uh, green screen and they had me do a swing and they just gave me like a, you know, like a five minute tutorial. And they said I had a textbook, perfect golf swing. Um, okay. but I don't golf. Um, it's you know even that the position is hard on my back, but my husband uh, AJ is uh, he's he's been golfing since he was like a teenager, so yeah, you know well. I can ride around on the cart.
2: <laughs> you'll take to it maybe later. You maybe at some stage you'll take to it because there's something so nice about just walking on a golf course. It's I mean I, I would I would obviously tell everyone to do it, but definitely everyone cannot do it. There are other things they have to do.
1: But right right being out there and, and and getting to walk. I like tennis. Um I I uh I do enjoy tennis and I do just enjoy. We live in um it, you know central Florida is an interesting area for those of your viewers who are not familiar with it. it. It's we're actually right in the center of the state. So it's really great if a hurricane's coming because <laughs> we're just in the center where we've got a little bit of a buffer but it is very um you know it's not beachy at all um we've got like big big oak trees and in this little area that I live in it's very traditionally southern um there are uh we've retained all the dirt roads we have dirt roads and um very old buildings in fact the the houses that I'm surrounded by are over 100 years old And so it's a historic area. And so it's just a really lovely place to be able to to just walk through and enjoy and enjoy nature. And so going back to your idea about being out on that course, just maybe just the quiet and being in nature. uh, So, so very beautiful.
2: But what about your husband? What what does he do?
1: My husband? Oh, uh, he's an attorney as well. And he's also a mediator. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. We met in law school
2: very nice. But otherwise, I mean, but we, we're working now working from home, everyone's working from home now? Or is it? Are you? Yeah,
1: yeah. He, um, interestingly enough, he, he decided to leave his firm um, that he was working for. And well, back in March, we all started working from home back in March of last year. And so um, he decided in January of this year to start his own firm. And so he has uh, leapfrog. It's called leapfrog divorce and and he is virtual and uh we work side by side here oh, in nice. what we call the big room
3: mm-hmm.
1: and uh yeah it's, it works very well uh, the courts are largely still virtual the hearings are um largely still over you know some sort of virtual platform and <laughs> um yeah but
2: that's, but that's ideal uh, Ideal. That you get you get time to spend with each other also get your work done also but am i going to say hi to him is he around or
1: um yeah he he i can get him
2: yeah i should get him (laughs) what's what's his what's his name
1: aj oh that's his name that's his name (laughs) um aj um his his uh his full name is arthur john but that was never a full a good fit for him so he's been (laughs) aj since he's he's been a little a little kid
3: Uh, and
1: um yeah he it, it is wonderful getting to work side by side with him. We, okay. we met uh, the first week in law school. And so we were part of the, the same section. And so we went through the whole first year. We actually had a band in law school. Wow. He's a musician as well. And I, I write songs. Wow! So, we... so,
2: so, so now today we're going to have one big party. We're going to have some music and some singing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Please, What does he play? What he plays the guitar.
1: He plays the guitar. Very yeah. Nice. Yeah. He's, he's a oh. guitar player. Um, he also produces music. In fact, um, when we were in a networking group, uh, one of the people in the net grouping, networking group was part of a, um, an advertising agency that was um, not based in Brazil, but the owners were from Brazil and they said, Hey, we got a gig for a sandal company and we need some music. And I had written um, kind of a Bossa Nova tune with some lyrics. And I said to the owner, I said, Rafael, do you want some music for that sandal commercial? And he said, yeah, can you have it to me by Monday? And so I get home and I'm like, AJ, we have to produce 30 seconds of music by Monday for a Brazilian sandal commercial. And so we did it. You know, so those kinds of fun things happen. Um, Truly, we're artists at heart. And-
2: uh, So we need AJ and the guitar. I'm sorry? We want AJ and the guitar, both. Both of them have to come (laughs) in.
1: Oh, AJ and the guitar. I don't, you know, I don't know if he's camera ready, Vikram. It is, it's it's only 8.44. And so-
2: (laughs) He's with friends. It's not a problem. It's not an issue.
1: Would you like me to get him?
2: Why not? Okay, okay, tell him to tell him to get camera ready. We can he can come in fifteen minutes okay. if he wants to. Okay, play.
1: exactly. Okay. Yeah. please hold.
2: Yeah, holding. <laughs>
1: And we're back.
2: Yes. So, what does AJ say?
1: He said, "Yeah." Good. He Good. said, "Yeah." So he's he's going to be he's going to be joining us um, uh, in about probably he's going to throw himself together. Good. Well,
2: I actually, I should have, I should have known. I should have called him earlier. Only it's nice to have. Like, I, I I have had two people on the show, and I say two minds are better than one. That's the oh, way yeah. I put it Across.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, he is going to have some. This is tulsi tea another gift from india
2: wow It's supposed to be very very good uh, we tulsi. also uh, but you have a you have a plant there have, i'm sorry you have a tulsi plant at home
1: no 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 i just buy this in bulk from the organic india company so when you grow one
2: where'd you grow one you didn't plant? know
1: that you could you know that's hilarious i'm like well it does come from a plant I don't believe that I have ever seen a Tulsi plant here and I I'm a plant person I go to we go to some big nurseries mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen one
2: no, no you must get that you must get it. it's supposed to be very good to have and have it in the house and definitely with your just put fresh Tulsi in your tea not yeah. difficult at all not difficult at all
1: that would be very very fun I could grow a field of Tulsi
2: yeah
1: and then I would probably then then the US AG people would come in like this is an invasive species. <laughs> exactly, maybe not supposed to be here. <laughs> um, we have a lot of invasive species here um, in Florida. It's, it's. I, I think it's because we have you know boats and things from from so many places, and we we actually, when when a hurricane blows through, we get spores from plants from the Caribbean and and all sorts of um, interesting stuff. But if you like nature, um, this is a good place to come.
2: Yeah,
1: we have alligators. But-
2: that's not okay. That's a that's one that, <laughs> that we can avoid.
1: <laughs> yeah, we've got it, we've got this huge lake. Um, you know, it's a just a five-minute walk. And um it's if you look at the the map of Florida, it's right in the in the center. And it's one of the it's actually, I think, the biggest lake right in the center of the state. And it, it is full of, of alligators and it is mating season right now. So if you go stand out on the dock, you are going to see some massive, massive alligators. It's not a swimming lake.
2: Okay, definitely not. Definitely not. not. No,
1: not the kind of, but it's, it's very interesting viewing.
2: Yeah, must be, must be. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a, that's the thing. I think, in terms of wildlife, I think certain things that you get used to for us will be shocking to even see such a situation around us. Maybe you see these alligators <laughs> hanging hanging around, and we sometimes I've seen these sometimes these uh, golf championships. You suddenly have an alligator coming on to the course, and these guys are quite cool with it, yeah. picking up their tail, and the guy rush, runs off. It's like
1: you don't want to do that, the they do see, kill too. people. Yeah. They but do, I've seen they, them do that.
2: Some golfers do that. I've seen that. those Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, it, it is an interesting thing. You know, I grew, I grew up um, partially here. So I moved here when I was 14, but I, my formative years were in uh, in uh, both Michigan and Pennsylvania and, you know, way North mm-hmm. and we don't have anything like that. And the, and the lakes there were beautiful and clear and there was nothing in there that could kill you. And then when I moved here um, and and learn that the lakes have you know things in it that can like eat you. Um, I I I thought well no no more swimming in in these lakes. But yeah, for those who grew up here, um, yeah, I mean they they're fearless. They're really? just absolutely fearless. They'll you know they're oh they won't bother you. Exactly. Um, I mean, just the way it is.
2: I mean right from childhood, if there is something that you are not afraid of, it just doesn't. I mean it's not something that you even think about. And for a yeah. person from somewhere else, looks at it and say, "Whoa!" I mean, those, those big lizards. Certain places have those big lizards. For a person oh, yeah. who hasn't seen those big lizards around, is that
3: yeah, a the shop? iguanas.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, we've got those. Um, they're they they're not indigenous to here. They were, um, I think, they hitchhiked on a boat from the Caribbean, and um, so we in South Florida we have the big the big iguanas. I
2: must well, I see quite a sight. If, if, it I mean...
1: is. I was I was down at this um, this this hotel down in Miami, and um, it it was uh, for one of AJ's trainings. He was he was doing a training a trial trial training, and um, it was a it was a Ritz. You know I'm not you know I'm not used to I'm middle class American. You know usually ham you know stay in a Holiday Inn, but it was it was a fancy hotel for me. And what was so fat funny about it was that those iguanas would just have the run of the land and and i was at the pool and i was in the pool and all of a sudden i see this massive micron of this thing was like he was like oh. this big and he's just going up to the side of the pool and they swim and they're fast swimmers and i'm just i'm just thinking
2: if he comes in, you're gone.
1: <laughs> I really don't want to be in the pool with this thing.
2: So, you know,
1: how you run in the water. I was just kind of like running in the water, trying to trying to just get out just in, in the event that he jumped in. But, um, you know, they're, they're, they're not going to attack you. They, their tail can hurt you um, pretty badly, but if they, you know, if they get scared and they, they do their tail, but, um,
2: The point is at that point of time, that logic doesn't work. You see a thing like that around you, people might say, no, no, it's not an issue. It won't say anything. It's not, it's not something that you can even think about. You see such a big lizard around you.
1: Yep. Yeah. I I think with time, you do get used to certain things like, um, you know, they, they, they talk about like, um, Florida in general with the bugs. We've got a lot of bugs, and um, we have these little lizards here.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know if you have little lizards yeah, yeah. there, but we have, got, we have
2: those. We have those. Yeah, we've
1: got like little lizards, and and our yard is 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 set up so that we've got like little habitats, and we actually have a black racer snake that lives in our um, some some landscaping, and they're benign. They they kill pests, and so this black racer snake is just part of our family, <laughs> and you know we'll just. <laughs> we'll just see him go across the pathway in fact once i was out on the path and he just slid across my feet and and into the and so he's just our friend um and the little lizards sometimes get inside and you can't catch them and so they just kind of become part of part of our
2: I, i have one somewhere here keeps walking around sometimes and you can't do anything about it and whatever i mean the fact is that look they are creepy for people they are are. and and the point is that all my life definitely I've never seen a lizard attacking any person those small lizards never you know that they don't attack you but I think people that logic is one thing and to see a creepy thing is a different thing so you cannot just get used to a creepy thing hanging around I think that's
1: (laughs) so it's really really it's so true and I, I just love how we keep going back to that you know what's normative what's normative for you and what you accept is just, you know, maybe just totally not normative for another person. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, such a such a beautiful thing to come back to when we're talking about, about um, about life in general and, and um, in our relationships with people, and yeah. having an open mind, absolutely about where where people's perspectives.
2: Totally. At every point of time, I think you just have to be open. I mean, to put anything in a box, anything relationships or people or places there is no box it's, it, things are so so fluid and flexible to even put it into something and then say this is it i think should do it yeah with with anyone i mean even when you meet people i mean you a lot of people start off with some basic like where they come from and what their name might be all those things are working the best is not to have that knowledge you don't know anything i don't know anything about anyone for me, it's starting off with a blank slate and then you paint as you go along and you're having conversations, you paint as you go along. You don't have anything at all. No path already made. That's why I love these conversations. That's, I, I actually, I mean, I would not even read about, you. okay, I've seen your LinkedIn profile, but I don't want that. It has to come from when we have the conversation. Because I've seen a lot of times people have a little conversation before a show or something. Like, okay, let me just get to know the person, and then no, it has to start from right there. Like I said, when you walked in, the the live thing had to go right there. It's not that we have a conversation. <laughs> okay, uh, let's talk about this. We'll talk about that. It has to be unscripted.
1: Mhm. Mhm. That's the enjoyable so,
2: part. Yeah.
1: Beautiful things happen when when um when conversations are unscripted. Yeah. yeah. For a plan for a planner like like me, um, you know it it is it is a challenge. I am used to thinking on my feet uh, when I get those those questions in class and have to answer things that I didn't expect to, to be uh, questions on. But yeah, I I think that it um, some beautiful beautiful things can begin to happen when we allow the uh, allow ideas to flow and and um, yeah it's absolutely yeah, absolutely whole, right yeah. listening yeah no like, and the the idea being that it is not a
2: direction that you're trying to take a conversation into it is going to go where it has to go organically and that is the enjoyable part i don't have a list of questions that i have to ask kiki no i don't have anything <laughs> it it can go anywhere but from something that you said like you told me you said spoke about your class so let's get to know about kiki's class what is it like
1: oh my classes yeah. Okay, um, my classes are based in, I would have to say what we refer to as like social emotional learning. Mm-hmm. And so uh, people's voices, hey, AJ's here, people's yes. voices are always heard. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a free exchange of ideas. We use the principles for how we treat each other from Valencia College as a foundation.
0: Hi, AJ. And, Hi, and, how are you?
2: AJ, where's your guitar? AJ and the guitar have to come.
0: Oh, <laughs> I'm not ready <laughs>
2: AJ, for the guitar. You're always ready. How can you not be ready for the guitar? It just has to come in your hand and you're ready.
0: <laughs> well, it needs a decent set of strings. I'll say oh, that. Oh, okay. oh, that's <laughs> right. He's
1: only got his electric, his electrics set up right here and his amps are over there. And I don't think the amp cords. That's not going to work very no, well. It's not going to work, oh,
3: but you got, you got
1: this mind. And this mind is um, also a beautiful mind. Yes. Well, thank you. We're just talking about my classes. Oh, wonderful.
2: After, yeah. that, we're going to talk, after that, AJ, you're gonna tell us about yourself also.
0: Oh, you wanna hear about me? Yes. Okay. Well, uh, let's see, where do I begin? Well, um, short story about when I was uh, younger, um, I grew up in a household with lawyers. Uh, my mom was a lawyer And my dad uh, had a law degree. Uh, He didn't practice, uh, but he got his law degree to advance uh, with his uh, financial company that he was working for. And so growing up in a household where I heard the exchange of uh, verbal argument and ideas, (laughs) um, I always thought it was intriguing and interesting. And so um, I I had always wanted to become a lawyer. And Life took me in different directions until uh, I was presented with an opportunity uh, by the universe to finally go to law school. And so I drove across the country from California to to Florida, and uh, that's where I met my beautiful wife Kiki and we finished law school and then went out to Pepperdine together and came back and took the bar and passed the bar and opened up our practice and I've been practicing family law for gosh over a decade now okay
2: okay AJ that was the promo video now we have to go slowly (laughs) (laughs) what were those different directions that life took you that was the interesting part those are the interesting
0: Uh, ones we ought to listen to Okay, well, let's he see
1: wants the dirt. Okay oh no no
0: no, no the good stuff. That's what makes <laughs> AJ what he wants, is.
1: Yeah. No, that like a- AJ,
2: that, that's what make, makes AJ what he is. and he loved AJ because of those things. Everything is part of him. If they, those weren't there, AJ wouldn't be the AJ he is.
0: That's very true. Okay. So um, my parents sacrificed a lot to send me to a private uh, grade school. It was kindergarten through eighth grade. And it was very focused on the arts. So every year we put on multiple uh, play performances. We did a lot of the classics. So I learned how to sing. I learned how to dance. I learned how to act. Um, I had an after school- You wore
1: tights. uh,
0: Some of my costumes involved tights, yes. Okay, thanks. I I learned how to um, uh, paint with oil paints and mold clay. And so when I graduated, I I really wanted to be some type of an artist, some type of an entertainer. I, I really had a creative spirit. And then I got involved in music and that was furthering my creative spirit. And I remember talking to my dad about college. And I said, dad, I think I'd really like to be an artist. And he said, you don't wanna be a starving artist, do you? No, what you should do is you should go to business school get your business degree, and then that will afford you opportunities to do whatever it is you want to do.
1: Is to talk about programming.
0: Yes, right. i was like, yeah. just going to say that. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so since they were helping me pay for college, I didn't feel like I could say, no, that's not what I want to do. I really do want to be a starving artist. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I uh, I got into a, a business program and, and finished that up and then immediately went to work for a financial institution, New York Life Insurance Company, and I learned very quickly that uh, beating the street and cold calling people, trying to get appointments to talk to them about life insurance, was not the type of career I wanted. It wasn't a very good fit for my personality, and so I went to my general manager and I said, um, "You know, I, I'm not, I'm not interested in this. I don't want to do it anymore. Thank you for the opportunity." And he said, "You know." our computer consultant is leaving. Would you be interested in working as a computer consultant helping our, our agents? Well, I, had, I, I grew up with computers. I loved computers. I think I, I started working with my, my first one in 1978, maybe 1979. Um, and I said, sure, sounds interesting. And so I did that and I was an a independent computer consultant And I worked in the IT, information technology industry for, gosh, about 12 years, um, working with network systems and telephone voicemail systems, all kinds of things. And while it was interesting, it it really didn't fulfill my desire for something more, something that used my brain and my intelligence a little bit more. Um, And so... um, I started looking at going to law school at that point. Um, And then I shelved the law school idea and I went to work for another small startup uh, company, again, in information technology, and then a third uh, company, and then they went bankrupt. And so I found myself with a life opportunity. Well, what do I do now? I'm really tired of information technology company I was working for just went bankrupt. Do I want to do this? Is, is this the life opportunity that will bring me to law school? Um, and then at the same time, I was, my marital relationship was not doing well. Not with me. Yeah, no.
3: no I can I understand this.
0: <laughs> and so uh, I ended up getting a divorce and then said, you know what, this is the life opportunity. And so I applied to law school's And uh, uh, Florida Coastal here in Florida offered me a a scholarship, and I said, wow, this is getting really easy to go to law school. I I really have to follow this path. And so I packed everything up and drove from California to Florida, and, and I guess the rest is history.
2: So the point is that it was all destined. You had to come to law school, meet Kiki, and get married, and that was what it. All that was all about that. It was getting there. Otherwise, you would have never got here.
0: Absolutely, so, and uh-huh. and I have no regrets about any of my experiences because oh, no, I agree good. with you hundred percent. Every experience brought me to where exactly. I am today, and I'm the happiest I have ever been in my life.
2: That's what I tell people. Look, if you're happy in the moment everything else led to this so why should you have any regret of what happened if you are if you did not go through that you would not be what you are today and so Absolutely. what matters is that in the present if you're happy everything else did fall into place at the right time in the right place i think ideal but Absolutely. now is creativity are you getting a release of your creativity somewhere
0: i am so what i've found is that uh, the practice of of law and specifically family law and working with people really is more of an art than it is a science. Um, While I can know the technicalities of the law and the technicalities Mm -hmm. of of how to conduct a trial in front of a a judge, um, there really is more of an art in working with people with real problems, um, Mm -hmm. real emotions and helping people navigate that kind of a situation Practically speaking, like, how do I pay my bills? Yeah. What am I going to do about my credit report? To, you know, what is my family going to look like after divorce? We have mm-hmm. children. What, what are we going to do? And so that affords me an opportunity to use my my creativity. And as you know, I, I, I still play guitar and I still write music.
2: I don't know, AJ. AJ I don't know. I don't know whether you play the guitar <laughs> or whether you write music. I don't know. I want to know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I got my drum down here. Kiki you was already,
2: have... She's all ready to sing. She's going to sing. She's all ready to sing. She thought the guitar would be there and it, things are going to be nice.
0: Oh, my. You're I'm backing sorry,
2: out. Okay. No, no, you can't do that, AJ. But, but okay, now, Kiki, but this is, okay, we've gone through AJ. But what about the first year when you met? What was What was that all about?
1: Oh, that was funny. That was really funny because we were, we were midlife career changers, both of us. So we were the old people in law school and, um, I met AJ the first week of law school in orientation and they, they put us into sections. Like, so if you like Harry Potter, you know how everybody was in different houses, yep. you know, Gryffindor and all that. So we were, you know, I, I don't know what ours was. Our, we were probably in Ravenclaw. <laughs> we were in the scholarship section together. They, they did that on purpose to like weed us out. And so we'd have to compete with other, you know, scholarship recipients. And, um, I, I just always thought this guy's like way too smart for me. (laughs) Um, and I remember being in contracts class and just thinking, oh my gosh, I called him smart Arthur. And I just thought smart Arthur always has the answer. You know, I was an art major in law school. I mean, art major, yo- yoga practitioner in, in law school. So I didn't know what was going on. You know, I just, it was a legally blonde moment. If you've ever seen that mo- movie where I was yeah. just like, you know what? I think I'm going to go to law school. <laughs> I, had, I, I had to look up what the, the entrance exam was in the yellow pages, which is like a, okay. I, I, I had no idea what I was doing. And so... What happened to bring us t- really together was I had started writing lyrics to popular tunes, making them about the law existence. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, um, I would wrote a song uh, to the tune of um, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, mm-hmm. you know, the uh, yeah. Beatles song. And it was about a banana slip and fall case. And so those were the kinds of songs I was writing. And my contracts professor was also a bass player. And so I said to Professor Dykoff, look, I've got all these songs written. She's like, we got to have a band. And so we got the band together and AJ was one of the band members. And so that second semester, when we limped through civil procedure together, we were at the same table commiserating in our misery um, going through civil procedure was bad. Um, we also had the band to bring joy to our lives and not only to our lives, but to the lives of our section because we played um, the songs. Good fun. And that's would good fun. get up yeah, and sing. Really nice. So that's kind of what brought us together. I think there are so, not many artists and musicians and, and actors and people of, a, of an artistic sensibility in law school. So what was so cool was that we, we all found each other
3: mm-hmm. and
1: it was, it really got me through. He got me through because it was law school was really, I did well, but it was really hard for me.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, you know, gosh, it was just, it just clicked. After so many years, both of us had failed first marriages. And after so many years of, of like stupid relationships, finding a person, who was that guy in that Bollywood film. Yes,
2: that's what you are, AJ. You're the guy from the Bollywood movie.
1: And the, <laughs> actors, the actor's name, the actor, the actual actor, his name is AJ. Mm-hmm. The guy who played I the lawyer, to, his name is AJ. To, I
2: have to find out which movie this is. I have to find out.
1: Hum Dil De Sanam.
2: Dil De Sanam. Okay.
1: I probably butchered it.
2: No, no, that's okay. I understood
1: because I okay. I,
2: t- I told you I don't watch too many movies, but so I'm I'm going to check this out. <laughs> so
1: that that was that was it. That was the that was the movie. Yeah, so nice songs. It has, it has, it has, has some, some nice songs. And any any um you know Indian viewers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, but the, the songs were nice. They had good songs.
1: Oh yes, yes, and you know it's uh, a lot of uh, you know, and I love to watch those. I, I remember watching that with my niece, and we would dance. Mm. We would dance when they. Have the songs and the dance numbers.
2: Yeah, well, look, music is music. I mean, you you enjoy music from wherever it comes. You might not understand what they say, but that music is what it is.
1: Oh yeah.
2: But have you managed to get Aj to watch some movies, Bollywood movies, Aj?
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, we watch them together.
1: I think that you've seen. I don't think you've seen Spades or Lagan. No. But um, he has seen um. I we own What's Your Rashi, mm-hmm. which is just a delightful delightful film and you've seen you've seen a few others that
0: bride and prejudice well
1: that's 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 kind of quasi Bollywood. that's not really bollywood bride and prejudice um you know wow yeah that's yeah it's it's london it's not really but it 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 pays tribute to bollywood mm -hmm. yeah
2: so, which means, Kiki, now you have to. Whenever you watch a nice Bollywood movie, please send me a message because I I don't end up watching them. <laughs> There's so much <laughs> choice. There's so much choice. I can't wait. You don't end up watching anything because of that. You, you open Netflix. You have Prime. You have your other other ch- channels that we have here, the Indian ones. There's so much content. So instead, I've started creating content. Now, this is my my channel. I keep saying when I put out posts also, I say, who needs Netflix? There's so much content that I've put out on my channel now, on this YouTube channel, those evolution of a mediator and all. There's so much to watch there.
1: Oh, so, yeah.
2: I'm creating yeah, content. I decided I'm going to create content instead of watching it. <laughs> it exactly. can't be. I've decided that I'm going to create content instead of watching it
0: creativity. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, there is so much information nowadays. Uh, you know, when I think about, uh, growing up in the, in the seventies, you know, we didn't have the internet and we didn't have smartphones and there's so much information coming at us. It's hard to choose what to, mm-hmm. what to spend our time watching. It can
1: be overwhelming. And I, I think that it, it is so very easy to fall in to, to, you know, the easiest thing after a long day, mm. you know, um, sitting in front of, um, what my parents used to call the boob tube, mm. the, the television, <laughs> um,
2: No, but we you were know, discussing aging. Yeah. really
1: is the, you know, I will, I will, I will make a plug for, you know, independent, independent, um, movie makers and those people who are writing incredible scripts, mm. um, and in producing really good programming that, uplifts us as human beings there it it is really the golden age of television there there are just so many wonderful stories being told um because of the ability to stream that otherwise wouldn't be told my background prior to becoming a lawyer i did spend seven years with the the international alliance of theatrical stage employees the cinematographers guild Mm -hmm. and then later on with ucf um, film and so film is film and TV are are just kind of part of me. Um, I love storytelling and the art of storytelling and so it if you're if you're watching the right things it can it can be very uplifting yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: but we, but AJ we were discussing before you came in about how this this programming that you watch actually also maybe has some negative aspects also to it because society is programmed in a certain way which is a bit of an issue also. So we were just having a conversation on that.
0: Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. And I think that's one of the reasons we don't watch the news very yeah, often. Exactly. And we choose the news channel that uh, broadcasts primarily positive things.
2: Yeah, that's important. That's very important. This is exactly where it, the conversation started from there. I was telling her, I don't. she was asking about what's happening in India. I said, look, I don't watch the news. It might be living a life with blinders on, but I prefer it that way because there's so much negativity which is roaming mm-hmm. around and how much of it is it might be true also a lot of things are true but the fact is that there is so much uh, so much negativity which you can it can just seep in somewhere it can actually start affecting the way you look at things so yeah, I think, yeah so Absolutely. i decided I uh, yeah, create my little world my own positive little world around the world <laughs> i'm happy doing that
0: you know i i, um, I like to uh, post on social media uh, positive quotes uh, first thing in the morning, and one of the recent ones I posted was something like, uh, "Life is like a cup of tea; you can make it however you want it." Yep. yep. And so I, I love decisions like that. You know, I'm going to decide not to allow the negativity in the world to infect me or infiltrate my space. I want to live in a more positive space, and I can make decisions and choices that will support a positive space so I, I love that Ajitu,
2: because look I mean a country like ours 1.3 billion people definitely a lot of positive things must be happening happening some good things will be happening where are they reported I don't see it happening anywhere I'm sure the're are good people there doing very good things although there is one particular website which started off called the better India at least they're putting out positive stories.
1: Oh, good. So That's great.
2: You need that. I think maybe, AJ, you should have something like that happening in the U.S., only positive stories, nothing else.
1: It's called the Good News Network. We have um, one called the, yeah, if, if you look at, I think if you Google Good News Network, you would be able to find it.
2: Very nice. Okay,
3: so and actually...
1: um, we also have a, a wonderful uh, group of um, young people. I call them young kids because they're young enough to be our kids, but, um, that have this station called Newsy Mm -hmm. and they deliver the news in a very metered, um, undramatic way. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if you do need to, you know, dip your toe in and, and find out what's happening, it's not, it's not the sensationalized news that you find on bigger news outlets. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because the yeah. kind of
2: amount of time that you spend watching it and then like like i said if that we're picking up negativity from it but there is there are vested interests putting out information for you which i'm saying even look i was saying about movies also there are vested interests i was talking to her about the alcohol aspect of it that how alcohol is pushed into society and it's not been happening today it's been happening from like i said from black and white movies i used to i see those things those mess that messaging that celebrations have to happen this way. If whenever you sit, someone walks into your house, you throw a bear at him. And what you what you what you saw there, I mean, this is the, it's influence your society. Our kids watch the same thing; they go through the same thing. So I think that programming dangerous. I would think it's dangerous. I'm talking about alcohol. So much more would have been programmed. We don't know what all it has been. It is a you little know, speaking,
0: speaking of of alcohol and its influence, did you happen to share with him the story from law school?
1: I didn't, but I sh- I shared with Vikram the story about last week when we watched the murder mystery with the Chardonnay. Oh. <laughs> and then we went to the Target and I was <laughs> like, I got to find that Chardonnay. I got to find okay. something similar. But yeah, in law school, you can Yeah,
0: so um both Kiki and I were sensitive to the fact that the legal industry has a real problem with alcoholism and substance abuse. And while we were in law school, we noticed that pretty much every group function um, heavily advertised that there would be alcohol. And so we thought, why don't we try and change mm-hmm. that? And so we we brought it to uh, the, the person's attention, the who dean. was th- right the dean <clears throat> and said, uh, we think we're sending the wrong message. Mm -hmm. Can we have group meetings and functions without the alcohol? And the response was very-
1: He thought it was a great idea. Yes,
0: he did. But the person in charge of of the the groups, um, her response was, but if we don't offer alcohol, nobody will come. And I thought, oh my gosh, what a shame that is.
1: Exactly.
0: Something else needs to change.
1: yeah Yeah,
2: absolutely this is where the problem is and this is the problem that i faced while growing up i did not drink alcohol so i was never part of those people going out because they never wanted a sober person around People who drink alcohol don't like sober people. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: true. Except <laughs> if they need a driver. <laughs> yeah.
2: Maybe, yes. Maybe then. Maybe then. But otherwise, they don't want to want you seeing them in that condition and saying what they say in that condition. So, it, so that was a big problem. And without that, there was no concept of a party. There was no concept of a party without alcohol. That's the way. Like, is it programming? How it works? I don't know. And that's the way it is. So this is just one thing that we know about. We don't know what else has been put into our system. What what all we, we don't even know that there is another way. There is another way to look at life. <laughs> we don't even know.
0: <laughs> and Yeah. 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 So, so that, and it's, and it's that's so true. true about fifties films, you know, the old black and white films. Everybody it seemed like everybody smoking, had a bar. Everybody was yeah, smoking. And exactly. And had a drink. Exactly.
2: Yes,
1: exactly. That's, yeah.
2: I mean, every yeah. point of time something happens, one cigarette comes out. You cannot think without a cigarette. You just have to have it.
1: You know, taking care of the kids. <laughs> You're you right. got your, you got your martini and your cigarette. Um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is interesting. I, I think that there are, there are certain sensitivities and it, it is interesting being here in the South. Um, you know, we're, Florida has a lot of different people from all over the world. Um, and you know, in the United States, we've got micro cultures, but, um, we have a lot of people who come from traditionally Southern faiths of, of, of Christian orientation that, um, issue alcohol. Um, they, alcohol is not, alcohol is a no-no for them. And so, um, I will say that, that there are, Sometimes within certain groups, sensitivities toward people who might be recovering alcoholics, Mm. people who don't drink for um, for religious purposes, or people who just don't want to have, you know, they don't want to get buzzed and, you know, at at a social engagement and so you know, I've I've noticed that there's like a growing trend to have like what they call the mocktail Vikram. Do you have mocktails in India?
3: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, absolutely.
3: So
1: it's the little mocktail, so it's like, something. you know, maybe a little seltzer with, you know, something fun. So yeah. I think the tide is is changing a bit.
2: That's
0: good.
1: Yeah. Um.
2: But I've, I've actually been waiting for a report, some news channel or someone comes out with a report and actually does one of those, gets into and finds out from these directors and producers how these alcohol companies have been placing this for years. Yeah. And the amount, according to me, all of them must be paying these people. Every movie right. that is made, definitely money must be going to them to place it at the right place at the in the right way. I think that must have been happening for years. We have to have someone doing this, an investigative journalist to actually get down and get some information on this. How much gets paid because it must be huge amounts. It be oh huge yeah, amounts. Is it
1: like product placement is huge yeah, in, right. um, in film and TV. So um, I think in there's a, there's, a, there's a charming and wonderful series that we're watching right now called Jane the Virgin. And it's it's, it's supposed to be kind of like a, a Spanish telenovela. Um, but tele- the telenovela culture is, is very much part of it. And they do overt product placement. And so, you know, they're in Target and, and there's a big, you know, Target logo. And, you know, so it is kind of tongue in cheek the way they do it. But definitely product placement is something that that is, is it's like, you know, oh, yeah.
2: But I'm, I'm just thinking that years back, product placement is one thing that you can identify the product as a brand. Here, the whole alcohol industry got together. I said, doesn't oh. matter. We don't want to promote the brand. We just want to push alcohol as a concept. Oh. And all of them, this is the must have worked together. Must be interesting. I really actually want to find out how much goes to, I mean, how much money is paid for these. Every movie
0: yeah. that would be interesting. I remember um as a as a child watching tv and seeing cigarette ads mm-hmm. yeah. and at some point those were were banned mm-hmm. and they they weren't uh, on the air anymore and i'm wondering if we're ever going to get to that place with alcohol i suspect probably not but wouldn't that be interesting if it was no longer broadcast
1: that's here, that's i have yeah. never thought about that to the isn't there isn't there a ban on alcohol advertising during certain out like hours or programming?
0: I'm sure they're probably like is. I'm, we'll I'm I do
1: not think that they're having a whiskey ad during like a Nickelodeon show. <laughs> probably not.
2: Actually, <laughs> what what happened here? Here, it's actually banned here. The alcohol advertising is banned. So what they did was what we call surrogate advertising. So they created a mineral water brand of the same name. So they're pushing giving out that ad. The brand still goes out. So, I mean, okay, it says mineral water, but they don't say it's mineral water. The, the bottle comes out, uh, then he's selling soda, club soda. So the soda comes out and obviously the brand still goes out. So people find their way around it. Yeah,
0: are- wow.
1: <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, it seems like, I, I think it's, it's been a, the long history of humans for the billions of years that we've been around. We are always trying to find ways to take the edge off. Yeah, exactly. Edge off of life, <laughs> um, and um, the U.S. has um, you know we we have legalized um, marijuana in a lot of states now. Mm-hmm. Um, in Florida, we've got uh, marijuana legalized for medical use, and we are also we also have. Um, I don't know if you have CBD oil there in India, but um, a lot of people have been helped very much by by the properties of of that but yeah it's i mean it's just like this human predilection Mm. uh, like something to help take the edge off here
2: look here it's been uh, smoked for years i mean obviously we have people i mean it's spoken about in our the religious concept also we have a particular god who smokes stuff so we've (laughs) had that part of hindu culture as such and we've actually had people this i mean we call it a little there's a name it comes from the plant so from the marijuana plant something called bhang they have that so that was sold to people they had these little of course government control stores which were selling those on a ration basis so we have had that around okay, okay now they don't talk about legalizing right now because i think maybe because in general our constitution talks about that at some stage prohibition should be there alcohol should be banned it's what we call the directive principles of state policy it's not compulsory for the state to do it but it is still there so in that kind of situation to say let's make marijuana legal i think that would be a bit too much for them they won't be able to do it (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
3: but
2: but it's there it's part of society out there there a lot of people come to india because there's so much available Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. oh yeah yeah
2: But then yeah. okay then okay then you just met in law school and then you get married after just after law school. Is that oh,
1: how we, did I mean? got, we got married during law school because wow. I it, <laughs> it was so funny it was our it was right after our two we have 3 years of law school and it was our um what they call 2L year and we were in we were working in the divorce clinic um that summer and I said AJ I would really like to graduate with, I took his name. So, um, I'd like to graduate with your name. And if we're planning on, um, you know, continuing our education, it's going to be too far out. So I planned the wedding while I was, um, working in the divorce clinic hey, very smart. <laughs> and, and helping people get divorced. And, um, it was, it was lovely. It was small and it was right here in our little town. And, um, it was just so fun. It was like the best day ever. Yeah. Yeah, And so we did that. And then we finished up our third year of law school. And then um, we got into the master of laws program at Pepperdine uh, Strauss Institute. And then we packed everything into two cars and drove across the country to California.
0: There's a funny, funny story about our application to uh, Strauss at Pepperdine. (laughs) We both had to write application essays and we each put in our essay that we're married. And if you only accept one of us, neither of us is going. So you have to accept both of us. We're a package. I
1: can't believe we did this. I can't, I can't believe that's like Strauss. And we were known. We were known from the, oh, you're the couple. <laughs> yeah.
2: But did you ever go and check with them? That look, we were only going to take one, but because of the package we've taken both of you, did you ever check that out?
1: i don't i don't think they would have done it they their their standards were so high for admission i think that there were only 10 people admitted into that cohort so had we not had the academic chops um and the letters of recommendation i don't i don't believe they would have done it i know they wouldn't have
2: i'm sure obviously obviously but 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 how was pepperdine what was the experience oh my gosh
0: so oh. the, cam- the campus is amazing. It, oh, do you
1: want to tell Vic from the story about us, uh, about uh, what we were planning on moving? Like how we packed everything oh, up? Oh,
0: sure. So so while we were still in Florida, <clears throat> we were trying to figure out what our living situation was going to be like in Malibu. And we were looking at uh, different options. And I think a, a studio apartment with a, a Murphy bed. Which is pulled out from the wall. Yeah. Was going to be about seventeen dollars or $1,800 a month. And we had applied for married housing on campus, but they said that they were full. We they right? were
1: waitlisted. We
0: were waitlisted. So they didn't have a place for us. So we're, we're packing everything up in our apartment here in Florida, putting
1: it <laughs> into storage. Yeah. You know,
0: right. Laundry. Getting ready to, to, to leave. And I think we were down to a few miscellaneous items. and. and
1: it was a lamp and a vacuum cleaner.
0: There you go. Mm -hmm. And we got a call from Pepperdine. And they said, "Um, we
1: have a spot for you in married housing. And we're like, okay, well, we have nothing now. (laughs) It is all packed away. Can you give us furniture? Right. And so they gave us like library furniture, you know, like the really uncomfortable couches and stuff. (laughs) But we were very, very grateful. So we got to live on the third floor of married housing right across from the school of law.
0: We had two plates two mm-hmm. forks two spoons two knives that was it and some of our books yeah our computers
1: clothes I, I brought
0: one guitar
1: i think we had clothes and we had a blow up bed we had a right blow right up <laughs> bed we, we slept on a blow up bed for like 10 months and on mean. the floor on the floor what,
2: um, what does that do to your back and all is it is it
1: you know what the, I'm going to tell you, the blow up bed technology has come a long way. It was a sealy blow-up bed, and it was it was okay. Mm-hmm. It was really okay. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I don't I don't know if you've ever seen pictures of that campus, but it is breathtaking. I mean, we were all, we were on top of one of the hills overlooking the Pacific Ocean, and then when we looked behind us, it was the Santa Monica Mo- mountain range. Wow. And we were very, very busy um the first semester we had seven classes in the second semester we had five because i couldn't do seven again or i thought i'd lose my mind um but we we made a vow to ourselves to get out every day and walk that campus and so that that whole area just kind of became part of us not to mention the fact that the the faculty and the staff and the educational experience there was just it was just amazing, it changed my life.
0: And when we, <clears throat> when we would walk around the campus, occasionally we would see deer because the deer would come down out of the, the, the Santa Monica Mountains and uh, graze on the campus. And so that was nice. I, th- I think our environment and the people mm. really made up for the uncomfortable furniture <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that we didn't have much with us.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was bare bones living, but it was good, you know? I mean, I, I didn't care. And it, yeah. overlooked,
0: it overlooks the Pacific Ocean, and so we got wow. to see the ocean every day. And um, when the sun was out, um, there would be, you know, sparkles off the water, and we used to call them
1: diamonds. Right. Our diamonds.
0: Diamonds on the ocean, and so it was. It was a wonderful experience. Um, I wouldn't trade it for anything. No. Yeah.
1: And I know Eric, Eric, Eric uh, Van Ginkel, uh-huh. um, who was part of your group, Vikram. He was one of our professors. Yes. in our mediation clinic. And okay. so Eric um, Eric was was our professor who would come observe us mediating when we would mediate in this <laughs> Los Angeles County court system and uh, got to spend some, some good time with him. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, it was just so incredibly memorable. And I just feel so very blessed that we were, we, you know, had loans, of course, student loans to be able to do it. But um, I I just wouldn't trade it for the world.
2: But then after that, you still wanted to come back to Florida. You didn't want to stay in California. Well,
0: so so that that's an interesting story. Um, we were there at Pepperdine uh, in our apartment with our uncomfortable furniture, <laughs> and we were talking about so after this, where do we want to where do we want to live? Where do we want to settle? Where do we, we want to Georgia? Right, begin careers, and mm-hmm. we had taken a trip during law school to to Oregon and to the state of Washington. And we thought about moving to Georgia because we really liked the Atlanta, Georgia area. And when it, what it came down to was family. Um, Kiki's family was here in Florida, her mom, her dad, her sister, her brother-in-law, her nieces and nephews. And I said, you know what? Family is incredibly mm-hmm. important. So let's go back to Florida. So it was family. Yeah, it was form. family.
1: I mean, California is great. I, I prefer Northern California over Southern California just for um, the vibe. Um, and it's incredibly expensive to live in California, incredibly mm-hmm. expensive. And um, we knew that we were going to have to take the bar somewhere. And when you prep for the bar um, here in, in the States, it's a full-time job, usually about 50, 50 hours a week. And um, knew I wasn't, we weren't going to be able to work. And I said, well, let's, let's go live with mom and dad. And um, we can take the bar there. And, you know, in, in hindsight, I got two years with my dad that I wouldn't have had. Because he, he, um, he passed away a year after he retired um, from Disney. And so two precious years that we wouldn't have had had we been living out of state. Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: But, but what about AJ? What about your family? Where were they?
0: So, um, my mom, uh, passed away from a car accident in 1997. And so, um, all I had out there in in Northern California was my dad. And when he found out I was going to be going to Florida for law school, he said, well, I'm not going to stay in California. I'm going to sell my house and move back to where I grew up, which was Oklahoma. And so within a year of me leaving California for Florida, he sold his house and relocated out to uh, the Tulsa, Oklahoma that's, area.
1: It, it's in the middle, the middle. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah. And so yeah. that, that's where he is now. And he's uh, since remarried and all of my extended family are um, kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, Ohio, and uh, Maryland, and um, some in
1: California,
0: California, mm-hmm. and kind of, kind of all over. Yeah.
2: Okay, but then you people end up meeting each other. There is a get together, family get together, or something.
0: Oh gosh. Um.
1: <laughs> well, um, I think. Oh, my parents met AJ's dad when we were. Oh, so this was funny. My parents flew out to Malibu to help us drive back from California. Funny story, we thought AJ's car was gonna be able to tow my car all the way out to California. And then when we were in the um, storage unit place, um, we discovered that his hitch had a key that he didn't have. So we ended up having to drive separate cars on our first anniversary. It was our first <laughs> wedding anniversary. So we're in separate cars driving west. We were on walkie talkies, <laughs> talking to each other. And so I didn't, I didn't, we didn't want to have to drive back alone in the cars again. So my parents drove out or flew out to California and drove back with us. And so uh, the way back, we stopped in Oklahoma and that's when they met AJ's dad.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, was that right? And you
0: and I went out there for uh, my dad's wedding.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm just going to say Oklahoma is not my favorite place. <laughs> Cannot let your freak flag fly. If you are in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. um, it is, uh, it's a, it's a traditionally conservative place. And I, if you haven't figured out by now, I'm not a conservative person. Mm-hmm. So, no, but,
2: but Kiki, would AJ be AJ if he was brought uh, brought up in Oklahoma?
1: No,
0: Ooh, probably not.
1: No, not at all. Uh, He he grew up in, he grew up, he was born in Hawaii and grew up largely in Northern California.
0: Yeah. I I love the ocean. Uh, I love the water. And Oklahoma being in the middle of the United States is just too uh, what we call landlocked. Mm
3: -hmm. Um,
0: No reasonable access to the ocean. And so uh, I think the ocean has been a big part of my life. I remember when I was in high school, it seemed like I was always going to the beach the beach was, you know, thirty to forty-five minutes away from from where I lived, and like Kiki said, I was I was born in Honolulu, Hawaii, um, at a, a an army hospital that's right on the side of a cliff overlooking the ocean, and so the ocean's really important to me.
1: And yeah, I don't think the hair ban would have happened. I do not in Oklahoma. In Oklahoma, maybe. Aj know. was in a what we call it, I don't me, Vikram, do you know the hair yeah, like yes, the guys with cool. the long? The, Aj was in an the 80s early 90s hairband in in san francisco
2: i have to see so, those pictures that those pictures we oh, have
1: yeah. to see.
0: <laughs> i think they're on my facebook page
2: <laughs> i have to find it i'll have to find it i'll take the link from okay so basically interesting those were interesting times that means the oh, yeah. hairband and all that everything you've done it all aj you've done it all
0: <laughs> yeah i've done i've done a lot yeah <laughs> all good
2: good fun yeah that's what i said look all that makes you what you are
0: that's right and at,
2: and the if the end product is what Kiki likes then everything was worth it that's all that matters yep. and
0: it, it, yeah
1: and you know i think we continue to evolve i mean it's just so wonderful being on this trip yeah together it
0: really is a journey yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah. learning and growing and and um you know but how,
2: how many years has it been together now how many years has it been
0: it's been uh, coming up on 13, right? That we've
1: been married. We've known, we've been together 14 years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, we moved in together. Um, actually, it was so, it was, it was neat. It was, it was quick. We mm-hmm. just knew. Yeah. Um, we met in 2006 initially when, he, when I referred to him as Smart Arthur.
2: Well, that's what I'm thinking. That maybe that was a good decision that you did while in college. You got married because once you get out, then obviously you move into different areas of life and know, things maybe getting back maybe it would have taken another 14 years to get back and then oh they, we should have done this at that time maybe so all that was maybe everything happened for the best I, I,
0: think- I think I learned a very valuable life lesson with that experience and so my dad was very conservative and I had kind of a, a conservative mind having gone through business school and I was the one who wanted to wait you know let, let's take our time let's plan and Kiki said, no, let's just do it now. There's 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 no time like the present. And wow. so I really surrendered and mm. I just said, okay, let's make this happen. And the life lesson I learned was that sometimes you just have to surrender and let it happen rather than you know holding back and trying to plan and analyze yeah. and waiting for the perfect time because the perfect time is never gonna yeah. come.
2: Never, never, yeah. Black. But I think the life lesson AJ is that listen to Kiki. That is the life. Lesson. <laughs> <laughs> That's another
0: one. Yeah, oh,
1: and I I I think that we learn so much from each other. Yeah, I mean it it, it is a real quid, quid pro quo kind of situation. Yeah, but yeah, I did. I really did. Have, I nailed it with the wedding? You did. Yeah. Yeah. I
3: think so that, funny. Um, yeah,
1: that, yeah, I I built a cupcake tree. Um, cupcakes were in for for wedding. Uh, cake. And so that, 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 um, it was hilarious. It was a huge cupcake tree. Like, In fact, I think that the majority of photographs that we received from people after the wedding were of the cupcake tree. <laughs>
2: we have to see those. Okay. I should have told you I'll to take out some the photos thing. of yeah. the yeah. cupcake
1: yeah. tree. I, there were, co- I, um, there were like, uh, color coded things for what flavor they were. And I, yeah. Yeah. It was really fun. It
0: was, it was great.
1: Yeah
2: but the wedding anniversary is coming up is it? it is
1: yeah in uh, august august okay. it's like the hottest time of year here who gets married here in august <laughs> <laughs> we do
0: <laughs> that's another funny story we were we were down here and we were taking a walk and we were walking by the the uh, area where we eventually got uh, married and there was a, a a wedding going on and it was and in august it was in august and and kiki says Gosh, what full bride gets married in August in Florida?
1: And then the next year,
0: <laughs>
1: August 2nd.
2: Never, never there. judge anyone. You're going to right, be part right, of that. Right, you right. never know when you're going to be on that boat.
1: <laughs> hey, look, you're going to sweat if there are outdoor pictures, but that's okay. You know, that's, yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: it's all part of it. Exactly. It's all part of it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So I think that. But what what happens normally? Wedding anniversaries are spent at home, or they what is a holiday planned? How does it work?
0: Ah, so um our wedding anniversaries, I think, primarily have been fairly close, right? In other words, oh, we, yeah. we celebrate privately. We don't we don't have a, a big party or, yeah. or a big event. If we can take some kind of a vacation, like a a cruise or a trip somewhere to, to celebrate our anniversary together, we'll do that. We'll do
1: that. Yeah, some years, like, of course, last year, we, we couldn't do anything. Um, and it, this is kind of, this is going to sound like very Hallmark channel, but I, I really feel like every day I'm like the luckiest person in the world. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, I he, he gives so much to the relationship and I just feel like, you know, I don't I'm, I don't feel like, oh, I need to be pampered or oh, I don't need anything. I don't need fancy jewelry. I don't need anything for him For to know for me to know. And so, yeah, it's going to be good to get away because it's been a long time since we've been away, but I don't feel like I need it. Yeah,
0: that, that's one of the I think mm-hmm. most special things I've, I've ever experienced in a um, in a relationship is waking up every morning and feeling so blessed mm-hmm. that. I'm with Kiki and Kiki's in my life and going to sleep every night next to her, feeling so blessed that we're together. It's almost like, like Kiki said, it's, it's like every day is a blessing. Mm-hmm. And so when, um, you know, Valentine's day comes around or one. some of those other days, it's really not a big deal for us. Cause every day is a celebration.
1: We do nice things for each other every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
2: no, no, I think the point is, look, as I see it, look, Kiki is a wonderful person. And the fact that she's found you, at least you value her and that is what was needed for her. Maybe I'm just, like if she hasn't spoken about other relationships, but definitely, the, I mean, if you don't find someone who values you, I think that you need that also. You can be a wonderful person, but for her also, I think that was important, which is, she's found. I think that's ideal. I think. Yeah, get
0: yeah. And that was another important life lesson for me Um, through my failed relationship and then um, um, uh, getting together with Kiki was it's so critically important for people to accept others just as they are without some kind of condition like, oh, I'll be happy if they just change this Mm -hmm. or if they just didn't do that. Mm -hmm. I, I think true happiness and satisfaction comes from Loving somebody else just as they are. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Loving, Loving them through it because we've been through some very stressful times together. I mean, talk about like divorces happen in law school and we got together in law school. And so we were in a very intense situation during law school and then the move out West. And then that program was intense and beautiful at the same time. And then prepping for the bar together. And then, and then, um, running, a business, oh, running a business together. And, you know, there were times when, you know, I had my ugly face, um, <laughs> my ugly cry face happening. And I was, you know, I didn't like being a lawyer. So that was hard. Yeah. And, and loving each other unconditionally through it and just and just knowing that that person is, is not going to like throw a wall up if you don't show up exactly how they want you to be. Mm-hmm. It's just like the best, it's the greatest gift in the world. And, and I don't know how I got so lucky.
0: Me either. I think,
2: but I think the fact that you got married at that stage and grew up together and seen, you saw so much together. I think that also, I think bonds you together much more gets you so much closer because otherwise you've gone through life set yourself up in a lot of you know profession and everything and then if you get married it's a different person you're getting married to and here you've been on the journey together i think that makes a lot of difference i think would have definitely yeah. i think yeah but yeah. but but, but, AJ, but you coming to florida and living with her family that must have been good for you having a family oh, it to was, come
0: to. Yeah. yeah it was it was absolutely fantastic um I was ready for a change. I had been to Florida before, really liked it. Actually, tried to relocate out here for for a job, and it, it just didn't happen. And so, uh, when I got the scholarship offer to come to Florida for law school, I thought, "Wow, that that's fantastic!" And then uh, leaving Pepperdine and coming here to Florida to live with with Kiki and her, and her mom and dad, just what a what a blessing that was. Like like Kiki said earlier. I feel so blessed to have the time that I got to spend with her dad uh, before he uh, transitioned. Um, mm-hmm. that, that time is just, it's, I can't, I can't put a dollar value on it. You know, time is so precious. It, it's something we can never get back. You oh, yeah, know, yeah,
3: yeah. Money,
0: can, money can be replaced. It can be Absolutely. re-earned. Stuff, you know, homes, cars, whatever, all that stuff can be replaced, but time cannot.
2: Oh, yeah, the so, other important important part is that now, if you and Kiki will talk about a father, at least you can relate to that because you can relate to the person. Otherwise, if you had not met him and you not spent time with him, you would not be able to relate to a lot of things he'll talk about him. So that is also right. an important. So that's also important. I think that's been good for you. I'm sure it's very good being part of a family. In any case, I think it's a good thing. So, yeah.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. F- fa- the love from family and the support, and being able to celebrate. Uh, you know milestones and birthdays and, and holidays together, uh, pre-pandemic, obviously. Yeah. It's just, it, it's so, it's so special. The, me- the memories are are just precious.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I, I think we're here with my mom now and it's just the three of us. Um, but it, it we are, we're tight. We're kind of like the three musketeers. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just been, you know, I remember before my dad um, had to go in for that for that heart surgery that, that eventually um, led to his, his death. Um, he said, you know, you've got to take care of your mom. And he, he, he sat with both of us and he said, she's the thing that I, you know, she's who I'm most concerned about. And um, she's a very capable person. She's in incredible health, but the fact that um, we're here with her and you know, it, it, that talk about quid pro quo, you know we help her she helps us it's been it's been a really wonderful thing to be able to experience is it easy all the time of course not you know living with families you know it's it's always there's always going to be you know exactly. yeah. something bumps in the road but, but... The,
2: look at the end of the day at least you know that everyone comes from good intention so mm. you can you can take care of a lot of things that you can i mean you don't have to get so serious about a lot of aspects of relationships because if, that is i think that's the thing with family at least you know Okay. This is someone who cares about you. Whatever they are going through, whatever they're saying, there's something good in it. Let's look at the good in it. Yeah. 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 But but tell me, tell me, how far are you from the ocean now? Too far.
1: Too far. Okay. Um, Well, the traffic here is bad, but.
2: Never say that to an Indian, each okay? Oh, co-
1: each coast. See, if you if you went due west from where we are right now, there is no beach. It's all kind of swamp. Um, and so we're really relegated to to going southwest. And so if we needed to go like to our one of our favorite beaches, Bradenton Beach, um, it's about two hours. And then to the east coast, it's like an hour and forty-five minutes. So not so it, uh, bad
2: it, it's not so bad. It's, it's, it's okay.
1: not terrible. It's not terrible. Um, yeah, we haven't been in a long time. I actually haven't seen the ocean in two years.
2: Oh, no, don't do um, that. I think you should. You should. You should get out for that. It's a two-hour yeah, drive. Really Just
1: a two-hour drive. Out. Yeah.
2: No, there's something about water. I mean, a water body to look at a water body. There's something about mm-hmm. it, which obviously...
1: we did get to the lake last week and we saw a, a juvenile alligator out there. <laughs> Um, so he was striped, dry- Yeah. So that was fun. That was fun.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but
1: at one point he's, I think he, that was what made that big splash really close to us. <laughs> so when you walk on the docks here, when you you're just kind of like, kind of looking, <laughs> make sure that nothing's sunning itself like a snake. <laughs> we have snakes here that will chase like the water moccasins are aggressive and they will go after you. Um, so,
3: that's another, another
1: world altogether.
2: Thing. Yeah, it's another world altogether. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> but, but but what what about Disney World? Oh, do people,
1: Disney. Do people oh, end, end up going place. there. We're gonna change the name. You... talk a, about Disney, buddy. That's a
0: happy place. So, do people get,
2: end up going there. You should go there some once in a while.
1: <laughs> yeah, I uh, I
0: went to Disneyland, Disneyland out in Anaheim, California <laughs> when I was a child, once or twice, and I think I went as a, as an adult once. Um, and then, uh, finding out that, you know, Kiki's dad worked for Disney for how many years? 30, it? 30 years. Um, <laughs> we're able to access the park. Um, not, not exactly anytime we want, but, but if, uh, if the spirit moves us, we can say, Hey, let's go out to Epcot or let's go to the, the magic kingdom this weekend. And we can just, Hop in the car and go do it, and so that's that's amazing, just absolutely amazing. My, my dad would
1: take us into the park um, back before nine eleven. Um, you could you could you were much more freer to move about on property, and his office was on Main Street USA in the Magic Kingdom, and um, it was right above Guest Services. And so he would drive his car onto the back property. And I would be with him and then we'd walk up into his office and then my, he would just release my sister and I into the park. He'd just go, release, okay, release you know, just walk the down cool. the stairs into guest, guest services and then go and we'll meet for lunch. And um, so, I mean, does, okay. it, does it get more idyllic than that? I,
2: so Kiki, so basically that means that you lived, in, you lived in an ideal world, a happy world. So definitely would have made a difference in your life and the way you look at the world also. Yeah. So the positivity yeah, I mean, around you, everyone's happy, everyone's.
1: Yeah, Disney Disney has been um such a bright spot in our in our experience here. We owe a lot to that company and and um it it just it does change the way that you think about things and um forever forever in their debt. And you know when when we're all oh, finally over this pandemic we'll go we'll go back right now you have to wear masks in the park and right now it's very very hot and humid here so i don't think i could could do that um but i do believe that they're releasing some restrictions on it fun fact i think i know every single bathroom in every single park <laughs> i think if anybody came up to me and said where in any park, where's where's the nearest restroom? I would be able to direct them to it.
2: <laughs> you have the map all mapped up in you. <laughs> You'd all. Mapped.
1: I really do. <laughs> I do. It's just such a fun place. Have you ever been, Vikram? No, no, today? no. No. Wow. Well.
2: Should be nice. Should be nice. But the thing, the interesting thing is that look, the closest would have got is in Paris. We could have gone to Disney in Paris, near Paris. My oh, yeah. daughter wasn't wasn't interested. But that was the funniest part. Okay, she wasn't very young at that time. I mean, she was she's quite old, but still, I thought maybe a kid always wants to go to Disneyland, but she didn't want to. I think the spending time in Paris was more what she wanted to do. So we did. I, I, I was more interested. I really. If she said yes, I would have loved it.
1: <laughs> it's a that's a beautiful park. Um, my dad helped open that one, and uh, he and my mom he was there for two months. Um, on on Disney property in the campground, and my mom got to spend a month there. And um, it's such a it's a very special park that, with with things that are very different from here. And uh, I'm sorry that you didn't get to see it, but you know there are Disney parks all over the world, yeah. and uh, it really is the I sound like I, I I should be in publicity <laughs> for Disney. It is indeed be. the happiest That's... place. Ever. Exactly. I think,
2: And that's the way it is. you have to create that little world for yourself, which is a happy place. You don't have to be part of everything that happens everywhere in the world. You can create your little world, whatever way it has to be. For, for, for me that it, the one of these parks was in uh, near toronto there was a canada's wonderland that we went to so that was good enough for me for income compared to disney world it would be nothing it's a little park but for me as a kid that was good enough that was big enough for me so
3: right.
1: i had
2: that i had that experience and i was happy
1: right but I, 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 I grew up going to a small amusement park in western pennsylvania um that is is uh, had it start in the 19th century, and um, so it's a place called Wood. and that's the only amusement park that I really ever knew and loved. So, and it was a wonderland for me, and until I until I moved to Florida.
2: Exactly the conversation we were having earlier that whatever yeah, that little world that you have as long as you're happy with it that all that's all that matters. We were having a conversation AJ about uh, the fact that whatever some people have so much, but not happy. Some people have a little bit, they're happy. So happiness comes, it's a state of mind, which comes doesn't come from the material aspect of it. So we were having a discussion on that. So same thing with which, which park you go to, it doesn't matter. As long as you're happy when you go there, that's all that matters.
0: <laughs> so true. Yeah. I think that, um, I think that, that many of us make a, um, a mistake, if you will, looking outside of ourselves for happiness, you know, external things. And if, if more of us would turn inside of ourselves, I think more of us would find happiness. And, and the blessing is we get to take it wherever we go, wherever we are, that happiness is with
1: us. And, and conversely, you can't get away from yourself. You know, that, that, that trip is not going to make you, you know, get away from yourself. You're this, this travels with you. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well,
2: the important part what AJ was saying that he values every moment of his life, like with you and whatever. So I think you just you just value what's around you, happiness would come. But the moment mm-hmm. you start even looking at look okay, there is this I could have got, I could have done this, I would, I would have whatever. I mean everyone has different things they look at. I think then you that the moment is gone. That moment is gone. Mm-hmm. So it's it's that moment. I think the way you take that moment is all that matters. Yeah. But this true. moment, we would have we would have been happy in this moment if we had a guitar and Kiki singing. That would have been a good moment.
0: <laughs> that hasn't happened.
2: <laughs> Kiki, you can still sing for us. Still... Oh,
1: I'm not in voice. I'm not in uh, voice no. right now.
2: A singer, a singer can't say that. A singer can't say that. A singer is <laughs> in voice all the time.
1: <laughs> not in, not in voice. It's uh, allergy yeah. season. I haven't had a had my uh, full cup of tea. And uh, I don't want to distress any of your viewers. <laughs> no, it's okay.
2: Oh
3: my okay.
1: gosh. Well, I see we are at 10 10 a.m here. This has just been like amazing.
2: But before you go, Kiki yeah, before you go the, before you go, what you have to tell me what is the future? like what, what are you people looking at in terms of the future?
0: Ah, I'll let you go first.
1: You know, Vikram, I'm not a planner. Um, and having said that, my my uh, through line has always just been to be of service wherever I go and to to help people feel better about life. Um, I am um, hoping that my uh, speaking my speaking career will um, <clears throat> in the next year really um, expand. Um, I uh, plan to take some trips with my with my honey here, and uh, just keep being and keep being happy. I mean, I I, I guess I that's really boring. I'm not a five year plan person. <laughs>
0: that's okay. That's okay.
1: It's the- not. Yeah. So so that's a really
0: interesting <clears throat> question for me because. I'm a firm believer in living in the present moment because I can't change anything about the past. I really don't know what the future is gonna hold. And so like Kiki, I'm not a big planner. I've got some general ideas. Um, I heard a a very funny uh, saying, I I can't remember when or or who I heard (coughs) it from, but it was something like, if you want to make God laugh, Tell them about your plans for the future. <laughs> and so you know, I, I've, I've had. It's uh, not
2: God. A- it's not God. It make anyone laugh.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. That's true.
0: <laughs> right. So, so seeing, seeing my mom uh, die in a car accident in 1997 and having seen my parents <clears throat> plan over the years for their eventual retirement, Really caused me to question long term planning for the future um, and it has really caused me to live more in the now. But general ideas I have for the future are you know, I want as many days of life as possible to, to spend with Kiki and, and take our life journey together. And I want to make a significant positive impact on my local community, maybe the world community, by helping people solve problems through, through my job, through my career. Um, and um, I don't think I have any firm ideas about retirement. I, I don't think I'll ever retire. I think I'd um, like to, to mediate mm-hmm. and help solve people's problems as long as my mind is still good. Um, and you know, I, wa- I always wanna make sure I take time to smell the flowers. to look at the birds, hear the bees, Mm -hmm. um, and and spend as much time with family as possible. So those are my thoughts for the future.
2: But I I can actually relate to what you're saying because my mother died in a car accident and you, it's, like, it's like that. I mean, you just seen off mm-hmm. a person and then you find out the person's gone. So then your whole perspective of life definitely changes. I mean, in, ter- in terms of living in the moment, I think that aspect definitely, definitely changes. Yeah. So I think that's important. But the main thing is both of you, the wonderful people that you are, you have to be out there in the world. The, people, the world has to see you, listen to you. So please don't do things only in that small community that you would ever think of reaching out. And today we have that opportunity. Everyone's online, everything. So please do things where you can, you're out there. People have to know they're wonderful people in this world. All that negativity. Oh, yeah. yeah we hey, don't need thank
1: you this. for that. Anybody yeah. else needs us. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're, 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 we don't think small. We think big. And we, we love our sisters and brothers um, around the world.
2: But, but, but the only thing i tell you about Kiki, we didn't start with that. Why Kiki? Where does, where does Kiki come from?
1: Oh, Kiki. <laughs> um, it is, uh, my full name is Kristen Kathleen. And I never even as a child liked my name, Kristen, and would um, refuse. I, I never, I, I just called myself Chris. And then my mother started calling me Kiki because of the KK. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's why I go by Kiki.
2: And that's become your identity now. That's that's the brand ba- brand Kiki. It is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So not bad, not bad. So anyway, it was wonderful to have both of you. It was really nice. I mean, and such positivity. It's beautiful to see that, and the
0: lo- the
2: love, the relationship. I think it's I, I, people really need to see this. Really need to see this.
0: Thank you that's so it. much, Vikram. It's it's been a pleasure to spend time with you. Uh, this morning here in florida uh to get to to meet you and, and talk with you
2: i'm really sorry you had to you had to put a put a jacket on in the mid, in the morning
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, okay. it's
0: all good <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: all right okay yeah. thanks a lot and I'll definitely thank we'll see we'll see each other we're going to be seeing each other this show might end right now but we're going to be in touch we, we'll yes
1: definitely. absolutely fantastic oh, thank you so much and and Thanks for everybody for yeah. for watching.
2: All right. See you then. Thank you.
1: All right.
3: Bye. Bye. Bye.